You are watching Tomoko Music Channel. Thank you for subscribing and sharing. This is Songwriter's Room, and I'm your host, Tomoko. Today's guest is Josie Aiello. Josie Aiello is an award-winning singer, BMI songwriter, and worship leader with three self-titled album releases. She attended the Chicago Academy of the Arts High School and won a full scholarship to DePaul University School of Music. Her debut CD, Unconventional Girl, was produced by the Grammy-winning writer and producer, Ashley Ingram, who is known for Desiree's You Gotta Be from the Quincy Jones record and publishing label with Warner Brothers in 2000. Josie has been called to record for many giants, such as Placido Domingo, Joe Cocker, Cher, Brenda Russell, Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, J-Lo, Jesse J, Ciara, Andra Day, Rita Oro, R. Kelly, Brian Calvertson, Ramsey Lewis, Patty Austin, just to name a few. She's featured on major soundtracks such as That Thing You Do, The Out of Towners, South Park, Dinosaur, The Guardian, and Hairspray. Josie has toured with Don Henley as a featured artist with Kenny Loggins and currently touring as the lead vocalist with the world-renowned all-female jazz band, Jazz in Pink. Most recently, she recorded background vocals for Jennifer Hudson in the new Aretha Franklin film, Respect. So can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> whoop whoop! <laughs> Ladies and gents, welcome Miss Josie Ayala! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for asking me to be on your show, Tomoko. It's an honor, Josie. So you just recorded a song for Aretha Franklin's new movie, Respect. That's very yes. exciting. Jennifer Hudson is also from Chicago, just like you. Yes, How she did is. it come about? Well, one of the music supervisors and music producers is Stephen Bray, who I've known for many, many years. And he called me and said, can you get a, a small group together? And I have, you know, two songs for this film that we'd like you to do backgrounds for. It was just, I mean, such an honor. I mean, I, you know, grew up listening to Aretha Franklin all my entire life. I remember, you know, singing all her songs and at every show I did. And so for me to get on the microphone and sing these songs, it gave me chills. It just gave me the chills, you know, cause it wasn't just some film, some soundtrack. This was something that was personal to me. Love Aretha. Yeah. She's the queen. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. You were signed to Quincy Jones label. How was it like to work with Q? It was funny cause I started out writing with his son, QD3, and we were writing for other projects. We wrote a couple songs and one in particular, which was called Heavy Heart, which I'll do for you later. And he said, you know, this song is really special. I need to send this to my father. So we, he sent it to his father and Quincy loved the song and said, hey, I, you know, this is fantastic. And who's singing it? He didn't realize it was me that was the writer was the singer also, you know, the artist. So the next day he called and said, hey, I want to meet her at my house. And I went over there and we met and, you know, I played Heavy Heart. And I kind of just, you know, fudged my way through it. And the next day I had a record deal. Literally, like it was faxed to me the next day. Wow. Why are yeah. you really nervous? I remember pressing the, the doorbell at his house. I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I mean, I, I remember calling my mother saying, Mom, I can't go in there. And she's like, you better press that button. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, Quincy was so amazing. And he's got such an incredible ear and 
I mean, he's a legend. He's a, he immediately put me at ease. It was a, an afternoon that I'll never forget. I mean, I felt like I had known him for, you know, 20 years after that meeting because it was just so down to earth. He's a wonderful, wonderful man, wonderful human being. Okay. I have so much respect for him. He basically signed me to his label, which was distributed, distributed through Warner Brothers. And then also I got a publishing deal through Warner Chapel with his label. I was able to, you know, pick and choose who I wanted to do this record with. And I met Ashley Ingram, who, I mean, he and I just instantly connected. It was immediate musical connection. He was an amazing guitar player and writer and producer. And he brought out the best in me. I brought out the best in him. And we just wrote, you know, 12 songs that were just amazing. The unfortunate part was, you know, the record was finished. We were starting to tour. The video was going to MTV. Everything was ready to go. And there was a huge Warner Brothers shakedown and Quincy dissolved his label right when my single was coming out. Right. So it got released, but it never saw the light of day because there was nobody working it. And then I tried to get a, another record deal after that to pick up the, re the, the record, but there was just, it was a lot of red tape, paperwork. It wasn't like they dropped me as an artist, they dissolved the label. So it was a lot more involved. It took too long basically to get release papers and just started, well, what are you gonna do? You just keep writing, keep moving forward. No disappointment these, these, and, and failure happens a lot in this business. <laughs> these things happen all the time. All the time, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, the experience I got out of it and the notoriety I got out of it and the opportunities that I got out of it and the people that I met and the producers and you know the attorneys and songwriters and that was my calling card to move forward to the next we want what we want but you never know what is a blessing later in hindsight i know that for a fact that from my little music experiences in new york city yes. the music industry is very satanic too so now you're singing gospel now so can you elaborate on that you know i got older and i just felt like i wasn't being fulfilled with with the pop industry anymore. You know, I, I felt like I just needed a change. So I started writing, you know, lyrics about the Lord. And I just felt like a whole new calling on my life and my career. And instead of writing songs about men, <laughs> I started writing about <laughs> God, you know, what he's done for me and how, you know, where he's brought me from and where I'm going with him and how he loves me. And so I just had this whole new inspiration the spiritual inspiration to write lyrics. Um, and then I got a call from a friend of mine who had a Christian label and said, hey, a little birdie told me that you were doing gospel music now and would you like to meet up and, and see if this is a good fit for you? And I said, sure. And it was, and we recorded another album. <laughs> That's yeah. beautiful. So you are a very prolific songwriter. What are the songs that influenced you most? I love classic composers. I mean, the classic composers for me are like, Poetry Man, Phoebe Snow, uh, Karen Carpenter, Superstar. Um, yeah, I mean, Cynthia and Very Wild, James Ingram, There's No Easy Way to Break Someone's Heart, and The Way We Were, The Bergmans. You know, these are like the classic songwriters that just, you know, completely inspired me to want to write. I can go on and on and on. Janice Ian, Cat Stevens. I mean, <laughs> I have a wide, very, very diverse taste in music. I, I will listen to Bob Marley and I will put Led Zeppelin on. It goes all over the place. Classical, I will listen to Placido, I will listen to Mario Lanza, and then I can put on Alanis Morissette. I mean, you know, so I really love all types of music. I've never been stuck in one genre. And that's actually been one of the problems for me is because I, I never was able to be put in a box 
you know, when sometimes when you're when you're getting signed to a label, they want you to be one thing so that they can market you at one thing, and you go on these radio stations and you look like this and you act. You know, I, I love to sing. I've been hired to sing so many different styles all my life. I've been hired to sing gospel. I've been hired to sing R and B. I've been hired to sing rock. I've been hired to sing country. I've been, you know, I mean jazz. I sing jazz. You know, so for me to box me into one thing to say what is your style, it's impossible for me. Yeah. But Karen Carpenter's uh, Carpenter's is my first American record that I ever listened to when I was in Japan, and that's how I learned my English. Yeah, really. Yeah, she, that, she's just just the most purest. Yes. Purest songwriter and singer I think I've ever heard. Yes. It's just pure. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful from yeah. the heart, pure lyric. Yeah. So, are there any songs that you wish you wrote? <sighs> <laughs> all of the ones I just sang uh, you know I, I grew up on Barbara Streisand so I would have to say like the way we were if I could have written that song did she write that song no no right? she, the Bergmans wrote that song but I wish I would have written it but you know like when I, I grew up just listening to her and even Gladys Knight did a version of it a beautiful version of that song I mean and even like like the newer stuff um I'm a huge fan of Amy Winehouse you know I love her writing style I love Alanis Morissette anything Bob Marley. <laughs> right. You name it, I'm in. Yeah. How do you keep the music playing? I mean, that was- I love that song. song. I saw it in that movie at first and I was like, what? stop the movie. What is this song? Like, please, how do you keep the music? I mean, what a beautiful way to say. What a beautiful way to say, how do we keep this relationship going? Yeah. Stay happy. Because, you know, the more years that we have under our belt, the harder it's going to be. How do you keep it fresh? What a great way. What a creative and beautiful way to say, how do we do this? Yeah. And you worked with uh, Patty Austin too, right? Yes. I actually wrote a song called um, Let Me Be Me for Patty Austin. That was amazing to hear, you know, my demo. And then all of a sudden I hear Patty Austin's version of it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> a superstar is singing my song, a song that I wrote in my bedroom on my couch. It's such an amazing feeling. I love to be in this music business. I love this. I love the music part of it. I hate the business part of it, but I love yeah. the music of it. You know. Yeah. So on the business side, you have to make sure the contract and percentage. Oh, there has it been good for you financially wise? Yeah. I mean, I've never had a job. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been in the music business, you know, I mean, I've always been able to support myself, whether it's, you know, not just in the record business, but I mean, I've been in the commercial business. I've done soundtracks. Between all of that, I've been able to make a very good living for decades, four decades. Um, I started singing when I was eight years old in my parents' restaurant and I had an agent by the time I was nine years old. So, I mean, I've all my life, I did have a job one time. Uh, my parents owned a, a restaurant in Chicago and I was a waitress. And my mother fired me though. <laughs> Horrible. You're a terrible waitress. You're going to kill all our business. You're fired. So that's the only job I ever had. That's a hard job, man. You really got to be patient and humble. And <laughs> I don't have the temperament for it. <laughs> this is a song I actually won I can't, about 20 years ago. Um, I actually won the USA songwriting competition with, mm-hmm. and it's a song called Heavy Heart, which is the one I actually got signed to Quincy with. I wrote it with Harvey Mason Jr., he sent me a track. It was a beautiful track. And I remember I was in Chicago when I wrote the songs at my mother's, in my father's condo. And I, it was a beautiful song. It had a lot of minor chords in it. It was beautiful. 
and felt sad to me. It felt like a sad track. It felt like something, you know, it wasn't something I should be celebrate, celebratory about with the lyric. So I was watching a movie and this girl had cheated on her boyfriend or whatever. And she called up her girlfriend and she said, she said, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Do I tell him? What do I say? And the girl said, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. And I was like, that's the first line of my song. <laughs> and so the song starts out, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. But you know, it's killing me. You know what I mean? So it just kind of developed into this whole lyric. And I can even sing it for you a little. It goes, what he doesn't know won't hurt him. But you know it's killing me. That old fire started burning. I thought I put it out quietly. I became a storm without a warning to break free. And here I lie unredeemed, punished by my guilt-ridden dreams. Heavy heart, I wear you every day. Heavy heart, I carry all your weight. I can't make it go away. Tell me, will you ever end this pain? Heavy heart. You know, I love it. It's a, you know, it's a cheater song. And so I started to write this lyric. I sent it to Harvey right away to say, what do you think? You know, is this the right fit? And he was like, oh my God, yes. Keep going with it. Keep going with it. And so that was the melody that came right to me because the track was very, very open. It really, you know, and I put a ton of arrangement and vocal arrangements all over it. That's how it made the record. And then I had my manager at the time was Andre Fisher and he produced it for the record. And it just turned out to be such a beautiful song. It was, wow. a, it was, a, it was a really good performance that they captured. And it, it was one of the favorites on that Unconventional Girl record. Did the lyric and the melody come together at once? Yeah, I mean, the melody, the melody of course came first. You know what I mean? The melody, Because like I said, the, the, the track was very sparse, so it really, it didn't, it allowed me to be very, very free with it. And so the melody just kind of came right to me. I write in my head. I don't necessarily write on the piano uh, because my piano skills aren't great. I, I know basic chords. You know, I, I, would, I would never get up with jazz and pink in solo, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no. But, you know, so I, I kind of write it in my head and then I will use the piano to, to do vocal arrangements around it to see where it goes, what, what, what note do I need and what am I missing and, oh, this would be cool. And, you know, um, so I kind of just wrote, I constructed the melody. I'm big with pre-choruses and I'm big with bridges. I, I, and I love uh, choruses that lift. Some people like very simple choruses. Um, I like a big chorus, again, because, you know, I've been raised with classic songwriters and you know they all them songs that I just mentioned to you earlier were are like big choruses so that's how I write and then I sit with the lyric you know and then that that's how I got that first lyric and but it really set me off and as soon as I got that you know it was about basically cheating and how you wear a heavy heart every day if you if you do that okay. um, second verse is um I close my eyes so I can hide the truth but the truth will set me free I'm so afraid to hurt you, baby. So afraid to lose my everything. But I'm willing to do whatever it takes if I have to pay that price. Cause the grass, it fooled me. It wasn't greener on the other side. Heavy heart. And then I sent it into the USA songwriting competition. I thought, God, they probably get five gazillion songs a year, you know, but Hey, let me see what happens. I sent in my little, whatever it was, $20. And I sent in the song and they wrote me back and they said, your song is a finalist. I was like, whoa, you know? So I was really honored with that.
And then the following year, I did another song. Uh, it was called a gospel song called The Call. And I won songwriter competition with that. I think I came in like third place. Um, so I got an award for that one as well. So wow. I highly recommend doing those because they really just make you, they really make you analyze your song from a different perspective. You know, you, you write your song, so you love all your songs. They're like your children. Right. But when you step outside of your song and you're going to hand it into somebody, it makes you, okay, let me, let me check everything. Do I have the pre-hook? Is, it, is, is, is the pre-chorus as strong as it can be? Is this lyric really as strong as it, you know? It's not about whether I like it now, you know? It's whether everyone's gonna like it. So it really makes you analyze your song before you hand it in. It really makes you critique your songwriting. So I highly recommend con contests. I mean, if you, if you win, great, it's, it's wonderful. If you lose, so what, you know? But you're at least active and it makes you critique. And it's also good to get other buddy, somebody else's professionals, I should say, um, advice and feedback. So they give you feedback and analysis? Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So you've been fortunate to be able to make a living with music and which is dreams for aspiring singers yes. and songwriters. Yeah. Do you have an advice? I, I made a great living when the music business was a different business. You know, it's very hard right now. Um, you know, I was selling records and doing, I should say, touring and recording records and selling records when they had record stores. You know, we had Tower Records. We had Borders. I was doing, you know, live shows at Borders and selling my CDs. I think it was a lot easier to make a living back then because there was much more resource. You know, people were buying albums back then. You know, you went out and you bought the whole CD. They weren't just paying 99 cents for a download. It's very hard to do now. You know, um, I highly recommend if you want to make a good living today, get into film. You know, there's scoring where, you know, where, you're, where you actually have a vehicle that's going to play your record. You know, it's going to get it out to the masses. Uh, either like commercial writing, writing commercials, that's a great way to get your songs or even not songs, but just your tracks. You know, if you're a track writer, a music writer, film is a good one. But how do you get your music into those who make decisions? Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hustle. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of networking. I've spent 30 something years or 40, almost 40 years making connections. And, you know, a lot of the people that I met when I was first getting in aren't even in it anymore. It's a yeah. different way of connecting these days. Yes. You have to hustle. You have to find out who's who's music supervising this film or who's doing these commercials, getting online and really doing the work every single day and then connecting with them, find out where, you know, if they have a website, what they're looking for, meet with them if you can't, well, not right now with COVID, but meet them however way, uh, send them your stuff. You know, you never know that there's a lot of like, like jingle houses that will, they don't want you signed with a, a publishing company because you're much easier to deal with them, you know, and they might just send you, hey, here, we'll pay you X amount of dollar for your track. Sometimes when you have a publishing deal, then they've got to go through more hoops to get to you. It's a difficult business now. No, it's always been. It's always been. It's always been, but it was easier back then. <laughs> For you. For me. <laughs> so thank you so much, Josie. This is going to be the last question. Okay. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! This is going to be a long one. No. The biggest one that, that screams at me right now is stay in school. I won a scholarship, a full scholarship to DePaul University, but I was never able to finish because I was in demand at the time. You know, I was being flown to New York to do Starlight Express and I was flown to Los Angeles to work with, you know, Gloria Estefan. And you know, at the time I was working with Phil Ramon. I wasn't in school because I was, you know, constantly going away and doing this and on tour with this person. And so I had to stop DePaul. 
Now, you know, fast forward 30 years or whatever, 40 years later, I wish I would have stayed in school because I could have been teaching, being a professor at, at DePaul now or, or anywhere, you know, I could have been doing a lot more with a music degree. So I highly recommend staying in school, get your degrees because, you know, the music business is unpredictable. I was very, very blessed to be able to be in it for a long time, but not everybody is. Um, the other one is be true to yourself. You know, there's a lot of artists right now that I feel like they're clone after clone after clone. We want something new. We want something original. Don't copy somebody else. Don't listen to their songwriting and, and make your sound just like that. Uh, be true to yourself. Be true to your music. It deserves it. There's artists that come out of nowhere. Like I mentioned, like Amy Winehouse. She wasn't mimicking anybody she was herself Alanis Morissette she wasn't mimicking anything she came out she was herself be true to yourself follow your gut follow your instinct don't necessarily follow the rules with songwriting if it doesn't rhyme so what if it says what you want it to say and it feels good and it gives you the chills you go with it you rock that lyric you rock that melody let it be what it is let the song breathe let it be what it is don't follow the rules you know, I know we go to songwriting classes and we listen and we read the books and this is what you're supposed to do and you're supposed to have your A section and your B. Give the song life. Give the song its life. Don't take the life out of it. That's my answer and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Josie. Oh, thank you. I, I really enjoy talking to you. Same here. So until we speak again, sayonara. Sayonara. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to click subscribe and hit the bell to get notified about new videos of Songwriter's Room or my new music or Japan news series. Thank you for watching. Arigato. Sayonara.